Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call a Save Point, but not for me, where now is not the time to be dead. I'm your host, Vincent Brooks. And I'm your host, Tully Hodgkinson. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Catherine Classic, uh, one of the more niche games on my, what do you call it, a playlist. But, I don't know, this, this game has been like a stepping stone to something greater, as in a path to my weebhood, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I don't even know how this got past my mom, because I was playing this when I was like 15. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just wanted to start off, what are your general thoughts? Because I know you don't have much of a background with uh, this game at all, so I just want to know what you thought during your first like look um well Declan I don't I don't know that you're gonna enjoy my opinion of this game very much um <laughs> in uh we kind of discussed very briefly at the end of the last episode uh puzzle games are not really my thing I just don't have sometimes I just don't have the patience for them like I don't necessarily think it's a bad genre I just it's not really my thing you know kind of like uh, like country music, not really my thing. I, I appreciate that it exists, but not really my my style, you know? Uh, so right. so going into it, I was kind of skeptical. Um, and the whole time I was kind of thinking, especially in those early hours of the game, uh, I was primarily focused on the story, and that's kind of what I was looking for in this game. And... Mm. Uh, surprised i was surprised to learn that i didn't care for that much either what yeah i oh dude i i i i don't know if it was the ending i chose to go for but i found every single character in this game to be the biggest piece of shit on the planet i don't think it's the point i don't think any of these characters (laughs) are likable and it makes it incredibly hard to to pay attention and care about any of them like no part of me through my entire playthrough wanted me to, like... I never felt the need to help Vincent on his journey to become less of a res- reprehensible piece of shit. Uh, I just... I don't know. I I just... I didn't... I didn't like any of the characters in this game. None of them are enjoyable. Not even Catherine with a K, who's meant to be, like, the good Catherine, you know? Like, even she, like, shows up so little in this game that it's like, why Why do I even care who Vincent ends up with, you know? Oh. <laughs> Shots to the heart, my man. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> there, there are a couple insufferable characters, but I like Vincent. I like... That's the whole point. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Because um, it's like, if maybe if I had gone with a different ending, it would be a different story. But it feels like, is there like a canonical ending to this game? Uh, it probably. Well, I mean, if I had to pick one that was supposed to be canonical, it's like the the true freedom. Yeah, because it's where... like. Where, where Vincent doesn't go with either of them and just does whatever he wants. Yeah, because it, it feels like the, quote, good ending where he ends up marrying Catherine with a K. There's two Catherines, by the way. There's Catherine with a C and Catherine with a K. 
But the ending where he ends up marrying Catherine with a K, it feels like it feels like a guy who just spent this entire time cheating on his girlfriend and then comes to the realization not that you know like he doesn't overcome this idea that he can't be faithful like his justification to Catherine is that I didn't actually cheat because Catherine with a C never really existed so I never actually cheated on you like no guy you missed the entire fucking point you're like the lesson you were supposed to learn here is that like you were supposed to overcome the fact that you like were a shitty dude and like ah, I don't know it's like he never did cheat. He he didn't. But that's not no. the that's not the point. He ba- like under every circumstance, like he 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 this entire time thought this woman was real, right? And uh, treated yeah. her as such and that reflected on his relationship with Catherine with a K and it 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 created a real divide between them. So essentially in every sense of the word he did cheat right but I guess for the idea that like it feels like he never really learned any sort of lesson and even in his experience of like trying to get rid of Catherine with a C like it's it's hard to want to help somebody in a game resolve their problems when they clearly don't know that they want the problem resolved in the first place right like it it truly does feel like the the correct ending in this game is either he ends up with Catherine with a c or he ends up with neither of them and goes to fucking space right because the right like the 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 quote good ending where he ends up getting married feels like it almost doesn't um like it feels like he it doesn't, doesn't make sense yeah like it, it feels like he it's doesn't like the whole game was for nothing He's going to get married to her anyway. It feels like he doesn't learn his <laughs> lesson until the last 10 minutes. Because, like... The... What lesson is there to learn, though? He he is being forced against his will by this demonic being to quote-unquote cheat, though. But he doesn't know that the whole game, right? This entire time, he thinks that he is doing this willingly. Like, at one point, Catherine with a C says, like, oh... You know, you told me last night that you were feeling better, so I came over. Because that earlier that day, he said he wasn't feeling well, and he believes but her. He didn't say so he it. he is convinced that he is the one initiating these things. You know, so this entire time, I guess, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter that he's being forced to do it. As far as he knows, he's the one doing this. You know, and he feels like a big fucking piece of shit about it. Well, yeah, you can feel like a big piece of shit about it, but if you're not going to fix the thing that you feel a big piece of shit about, then it's your problem. So, okay, I'm not going to sit here and explain to you why this is a good game or why you should like it, but um, what you were saying earlier is that everyone is a piece of shit and you don't care about them, but I think we're led to believe that everyone in this game is a piece of absolute shit from the get-go. So, like... Vincent, he smokes like three packs of cigarettes, gets drunk every single night. Um, he's going to the bar with his friends that are also pieces of shit. Like Orlando, who is uh, divorced to his wife that he keeps talking to for some reason. And it keeps going around in a circle. Um, Toby, who has sex with Erica, who turns out to be intersex. And uh, then immediately wants his, quote, V-card back, which is terrible given that but i think that was meant 
to be pushed that way um because i think all in all we're supposed to feel like all these characters suck Catherine with a k sucks shit because she's a controlling um over what's the word before like over um judgy um girl uh i don't know like where what i'm trying to say with this she's like she's overbearing to vincent and she knows he's a piece of shit too so (laughs) i don't know it's it's just it's hard to uh just a quick correction actually uh erica is not intersex she's trans so she's male to female trans right i just googled it quick that's where i was going intersex is a different thing okay oh my god the more you know (laughs) rainbow shooting star we're all learning um, but it's, I don't know, cause it, this whole time, right, the game treats the ending with Catherine with a K as like the good ending, right? Because Vincent, the game frames it as Vincent staying faithful, but the whole game is about him not being faithful or his perception of him not being faithful, right? All of his friends around him, like, lightly chastise him for, for having an affair, but they don't they they joke about it as though it's something to joke about, right? Being cheated on, not that I would know, but like I imagine that fucks you up pretty good, right? So it sucks, it's dude. it's hard to watch like this group of friends all like make fun of Vincent as though it's just like something they all kind of joke about and then brush off like it's nothing. Like it's it's hard to watch those scenes and then look at it from the perspective of, like, Catherine with a K, and just imagine how she would feel if she was watching this, you know? Like, it's it's really hard to to want to care about these characters when the whole time, like, none of them really tell Vincent what it's for, right? Like, nobody really tells Vincent, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It's just a lot of joking about it. But th- th- then again, you could also take that as, like, um, the game making fun of like relationships and the the stigma that like everyone needs to be in a perfect harmonical relationship and marriage like there's so much like uh i don't want to call it propaganda but like a marriage propaganda around the game like every single letting screen some some dipshit quote is like the a man's life ends when he's married or something like you're like what the fuck that's true the game <laughs> The game does kind of throughout it have like like a double meaning sort of anti-relationship slash marriage because I mean there's a there's more endings where Vincent ends up single or with someone else than there is married. So, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, maybe that is the point of the game where the whole thing is meant to like frame it like it's like an don't, anti-relationship don't propaganda and I'm just not I mean, receptive that's... to that kind of thing. That that's kind of like how I took it from the beginning because every single quote and every single question being asked in the game is like should you be faithful or not and like the game is always leaning towards uh, don't give a fuck like don't get married yeah. so I don't know the game's message maybe isn't so much about whether you should be faithful or not because if you're in a relationship absolutely you should be faithful if you're in a relationship with someone and you have not discussed other partners being involved, absolutely, you should be faithful. The game's message maybe isn't so much whether or not you should be faithful, but 
whether or not being in a relationship period is the right thing or the kind of relationship you're in, right? Because Vincent is very clearly the kind of guy who's like, I mean, he doesn't live with his girlfriend. He still lives in a shitty apartment and is getting fucked up with his friends every night and smoking a pack a day. Clearly, like, Catherine is out of his league, at least in the sense of, like, a maturity sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, um, because later it's revealed that Catherine with a C is a a succubus and is modeled after uh, Vincent's ideal woman, and that says a lot, because his ideal woman looks nothing like his current girlfriend, right? So I think the game is more so trying to set it up like Vincent in a specific ending is capable of being faithful. But in the end, maybe this isn't the woman he wants to be with because that's just not his style. Like he doesn't have the mental maturity to be with a woman who wants to, you know, have kids and settle down. Right. Um, And like even even then. It really seems like Catherine with a K wants a lot more out of Vincent than he is willing to give. Exactly. It just seems like neither of them are compatible. So this whole game is like setting them up for failure. And I I don't know. It just seems the, the, the true freedom ending really seems like it's like the canon one. It does. Yeah. He decides to live in space. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty fucking cool. I wouldn't leave my girlfriend to go live in space, but living in space would be a very alluring prospect. I would, but that's because I don't have one. But yeah, I think, I don't know, it's, if, like, I truly do think, because I went on YouTube and I watched the other endings... I truly do yeah. think if I had gone with a different ending, the story would have made a bit more sense because the game does not do a very good job of making you believe that the, the quote, good ending is the right ending. I just, you know, the more I think about it, the more I realize that, like, this game is great to me because of the things I ignore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think I still have nostalgic goggles on even when I played it recently, but, um, I don't know, like, there's just like some charm to it that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I, I do know that I, I like most of the characters, even though they're all shitty, mm-hmm. but n- n- maybe that's just speaking maybe that says something about me but I don't know (laughs) who knows maybe I don't think all the characters are necessarily terrible Uh, I like the boss I think he was a ton of fun especially when uh, I guess spoiler alert he's revealed to be the guy who puts Vincent in this situation in the first place I think he's a I think he's pretty interesting as a a character I also think um, it's pretty it's it's cool when whenever he walks up and says something that makes him seem like he lets on or like he knows more than he lets on yeah exactly and uh, that, that that's that, that's the whole point um but then vincent just just like the fuck out of your asshole yeah right <laughs> put the drink down and walk away just brushes him off as some <laughs> geezer 
Yeah. I do think I do think the game did a very good job of hiding the fact that the boss was the guy behind everything. I I was like actually genuinely surprised when it was revealed that he was the guy who set Vincent up, you know? Yeah, and he took off his sunglasses and he go to eyes. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was actually pretty pretty compelling. I thought that was kind of cool. All right. So so what about the setup of the actual um I was going to call it the the nightmare world uh where like they had people on the news dying and stuff from an alleged curse. What did you think of that whole area minus the puzzle sections cuz I want to talk about that in a different like like in and of, of itself. What did you think about the atmosphere of uh, the Nightmare World? I thought it was cool. I like the idea that Vincent's, like, the nightmares obviously come from a majority, like, of the boss being the one who sets this stuff up. But a lot of, like, mm. um, the I guess the boss enemies that show up uh, in the later parts of the levels, like, the fact that they stem from what Vincent is truly afraid of as far as being in this relationship. I I found yeah. that all to be, like, very interesting, and I, I thought it was actually a really great concept. Like how every single boss is, like, representative of what he's dealing with in real life at that time. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I think is really cool, too. Um, except for the part when they bring in actual Catherine McKay into the room where I thought that was a little uh, yeah you know that's the other thing <laughs> that's that's especially how you know that he was never supposed to end up with Catherine with a K because all of his fears are centered around her and he's like yeah. terrified <laughs> of commitment like man Vincent is not a good dude if you go with that good ending yeah like it's it's her like like the the bosses are her in a wedding dress, the baby they're supposed to have, uh, his lust, I guess. Yeah, like a butt um, monster. Yeah, <laughs> a baby with a chainsaw now. <laughs> um, himself too, which is a whole different kind of like layered. What's the word for it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so himself, and then. Uh, Catherine again and then Catherine of the Sea. Yeah. You know? It really is like uh, it's yeah, it's it's certainly something. Like it's very clearly laid out the bias he's feeling towards which way he's gonna go in this relationship. But what I so we haven't talked much about how you feel about it. I'm I'm curious to know how you think. About like the whole game? Yeah, like the whole game, uh I guess specifically now the um uh, the nightmare stuff too. Okay. Um, so if it isn't obvious, I love this game to death. It's one of my favorites, um, which is a complete contrast to what, uh, Tully's saying right now. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. The, the, the nightmare sections I think have an amazing atmosphere. Um, not only with the, uh, the the bosses and the, like the different kinds of puzzles, but like with all the backgrounds and what they're supposed to represent, and what what the blocks look like in every single level. For those who don't know, it's like a a, a endless climber kind of thing where you have to push blocks around, um, and they're all representative of like a different theme, and uh, 
I think they all do a very good job of uh, melding together this uh, this climb essentially to uh, your humanity, and uh, I, I don't know that along with the OST, um, the soundtrack goes amazingly well with the the vibes it's trying to put off. I just I think it all melds together to make a nice horror puzzle experience i i like um the idea that it's kind of like they always refer to it as like climbing a mountain you know and yeah i think i mean obviously that's a pretty apt comparison because it's i mean the game is literally about climbing but i think i think it's really interesting that they frame it as like you're climbing from like the depths of hell to like heaven as like a sort of redemption almost and they use like your deepest like almost like you're climbing out of the different layers of hell i think i think framing it in that sense is pretty interesting like the whole the whole climb up you're getting asked questions about like who or what are your views on different aspects of relationships things in life all to see where you're at like morally mm-hmm. and uh they use that as like a confessional and i think that's just it it melds perfectly with the kind of like heaven hell aesthetic they're going with and it's just it's great it's the the confessional sections and certain npc dialogue is the game's way of pushing you towards either or of the endings you know like depending on how you answer yeah. these questions it, it moves a, a meter, uh, and either side of the meter corresponds with um, either Catherine, and I thought that was that was kind of cool. Like, using the questions as a means of, like, gauging which ending you want to go towards. Right. And uh, the, the, that's another thing. Uh, NPC dialogue, it is so cool to me that you talk to these people that you quote don't know in the nightmare world that all have one or two things that differentiate them from each other mm-hmm. and then you go into uh the stray sheep and you can talk to all the people you talk to in the nightmare world and they're like do i know you dude anyway yeah <laughs> that stuff is always really cool i like that they like it it gives the game a sort of representation of these characters you meet in the nightmare world that is like it's unique you know i don't know that it's really anything we've ever seen like that before yeah and especially when you're talking to the people in the nightmare world you see them like raw like themselves because they're like they think they're gonna die so they're just like 100 percent themselves mm-hmm. and there's only like one or two characters that are the same in both ends but most of them are just like huge assholes in the nightmare world and you go out and they're like What's up, Vincent, my dog? You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's a great angle and a good way of representation, not representation, representing characters and what they stand for and what they actually come off as. Yeah, it's 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 almost like um, like the nightmare world is like a sort of truth serum. Like their real selves come out, right. and then in real life they they kind of transform back into I mean whatever like mask they put on on the outside, because no one remembers it. Mm-hmm. 
So they, they don't think they're going to die. They just think they had a weird nightmare. Yeah, just like a, a really bad dream. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, if you if you die in the in the nightmare, you die in real life, and that that death has some pretty good music. But it's my favorite line in the entire game, and might be my favorite line in any game. Yeah, that's the when one you, you open up the show with. Yeah, I love that so much. When Vincent says, "Now is not the time to be dead," <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. I don't even know why. I don't know that I ever actually heard it because, like, the music is so loud that it drowns him out and I, I don't think i heard it till like the very end of the game and i was like oh that's what you're talking about yeah oh man i i love that so much the only the only issue i had with the nightmare stuff is i felt like it felt like once the game was kind of towards the end and it felt like the nightmares were over it felt like it felt like beating the nightmares didn't amount to anything, you know? Like, right. it it feels like you were never... I mean, the game kind of frames it both in story and gameplay. Like, you're never supposed to escape. Like, you're just supposed to die here. That's just how this works. But mm. they make such a big deal out of, like, the one guy who escaped, like, changed his whole life and got everything he wanted. And... You know, you're you're reaching for that this whole time. Like, with like, no matter what ending you pick, you still have to escape this tower. But it it doesn't feel like it actually amounts to anything narratively. You know, like after a certain point, yeah. the tower becomes disconnected from the decisions that Vincent makes in real life because ultimately he never remembers any of these dreams to begin with. Yep, and then Vincent leaves and gets nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 it feels like the decisions that he decides to make in the real world are like vastly disconnected from this torture he's being put through every night because he doesn't remember any of it, of course. So after a certain point, it's like there's all the cutscenes that happen, and then there's the gameplay, and they feel like two completely different things. Right. That was my only real problem with the the nightmare stuff. But other than that, I actually yeah. thought it was kind of fun. And then going to the bathroom in the stray sheep and getting a sneak peek at the next boss. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Stuff. I like that stuff. It, it it seems like it's all connected, and then you get to the end. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It just kind of... At first, you're trying to survive, you know, and it just makes sense. But now, like, towards the end, it's kind of just like, yeah, I'm Vincent, I'm going to do it, I'm going to climb to the top. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah, like, I I thought going into the end, like... The, that first night where he doesn't have a nightmare and he wakes up, I I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be the end. I didn't realize there were going to be two more nights you had to do. Um, yeah. And so going into it, I was like, this seems weird. Like, it, it, it felt like none of what I did in the nightmare world had any effect. And I, I was a little... Yeah. I was a little disappointed with that. And then all of a sudden you're walking towards the door again and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> some like inception shit okay uh <laughs> i imagine this segment's gonna be a little smaller but uh what do you think about the puzzles you know i i actually kind of appreciated them i thought like i played on easy but even like the later levels were pretty difficult i unfortunately yeah. though i did kind of get to a point where i was just so 
fed up with the game, particularly the the story and the characters that I I just couldn't I couldn't be bothered to figure out the puzzles on my own, so I did just like I'm just going to fucking pull up a guide and follow it and just be done with it cuz I just I I don't know, like the story really affected how I I looked at the game. Like I enjoyed the puzzles for the first maybe like four levels, but after a certain point I was just like I just want to get I just want to get this done with. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I I I do like the story, but mm-hmm. uh I I get it. Um I also like the puzzles. Uh but that's just cuz I like puzzle games in general. Um I I think uh my favorite what's it, stage level different section i can't remember what they call it uh was quadrangle because i liked how it made you think about like where ice will make you fly across the screen and yeah a lot of times i've slipped and fall it fell like from one side off it just makes you think a little more critically about your action yeah this game kills you a lot too yeah like you die, I died a shit ton in this game. But to make it, you get a lot of uh, extra lives. So, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I still had by the time I was done with the game, I still had a like the max amount of retries. Yeah, and the, the, they represent that with pillows, which is cool. I think too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I will say, you know, like disconnected from how I felt about the story, I actually did find the puzzles pretty intuitive. My favorite ones were always the boss sections because it wasn't so much about like figuring out how to get like uh, the ones that always come to mind that I always found frustrating where it was just like the sheer wall that you have to like figure out how to build a staircase up to. Like those ones always kind of frustrated me, but the ones I always really appreciated were the boss ones where it was just like, it was just about like climbing as fast as you can and less about uh, solving like a, a whole thing of puzzles, you know what I mean? Right, because they'll have like a whole stretch up, and but it's more about like avoiding the different like status effects that they give you. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it was more enjoyable to do that climb because it was just like it felt much more like fast paced and um, not so much like it didn't rack your brain as much. But I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed those a bit more. I'm glad to hear you you actually like the puzzles because that's like the highlight of this game for me. Yeah, I I didn't hate them. I actually did like them quite a bit at certain times. I mean, of course, there were certain times where I was just like beating my head against a wall and I I just wanted to like punch. I did tell my girlfriend at some point I was going to punch babies. I was so frustrated. Oh, my, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't punch babies. Uh, viewers, please don't get me in trouble uh but yeah i i had fun with the the puzzles from time to time yeah and i I, i'd like to say not to brag or anything but the amount of times i saw love is over drastically dropped from my last playthrough so (laughs) (laughs) i went from z i went from seeing love is over zero times in my entire life to seeing like a hundred a day in the time it took (laughs) this game i died a lot oh I am not good at puzzle games. I like when Vincent falls and he goes, Whoa, shit! And then he just spots. Why? Whoa! (laughs) 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 I would be singing that fucking track at work. 
it would be stuck in my head so much. <laughs> Speaking of the track, Slap or Cap? Uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought the music fit very well, like a sort of like a melodramatic sort of orchestra. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I would I would say it's a slap. Maybe not my favorite video game soundtrack in the world, but I think it suits the game very well. I was listening to the the soundtrack um, right before we started recording, just like the whole thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta say, I just. I love this soundtrack to death. I think it fits the theme and everything perfectly. Just like the jazzy points where Vincent's awake and then the whenever he's in trouble, he's got like the 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 crazy like <laughs> like scratching on a violin and stuff, you know. Yeah. It it just it all comes together. So it's definitely a slap for me too. For sure. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the soundtrack definitely made certain parts of the game more bearable because it, it, it frames them particularly well. I, I guess I didn't ask this. My, my favorite place, we're, we're, I'm kind of all over right now, sorry. Uh, but my, <laughs> I, I, like I said, my favorite was Quadrangle. Are there any that stuck out to you, different um, stages? I don't know if it was maybe just because it was like the end one, but I actually really liked the last level. Is it Imperio oh, yeah. or Imperian yeah, the, or something like that? Yeah, that one where it actually looks like heaven and there's like sun, the sun there. It's not dark. Yeah, I felt like that level was like it. It truly did feel like the culmination of all of your skills coming into one level to finally be done with it. You know. Right. I actually did a... I did particularly like that one. What do you think about the one where you, Catherine of the K comes in and you have to guide her and you got that stupid PNG of his face on the, the bottom right corner? That one <laughs> sucked. I hated that, that level. It was terrible. Me too. Because yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Catherine is so fucking slow. Let's fucking go. But but that's that, that, that's got to have a testament to like... I, I think that in itself has a layer, you know? Like, Vincent is so already good at it like he's gotten good at climbing that he's flying through and he's like Catherine come on what's taking you so long <laughs> that's true at some point I did just try to abandon Catherine and get all the way to the top <laughs> I just yeah, left her behind and I was like you know what bitch you'll fucking imagine, figure it out <laughs> imagine that's the ending yeah that's one of the endings just like you kill her in there yeah, right? Like, you do everything right up until that point, and then you just leave her, and <laughs> he gets to the door, and she's dead. He, he gets to the door, he looks down, she's, like, five, 500 blocks down, but he can still see her, and he's like, eh, opens the door and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so yeah. fucked up. That's uh, how you get the real canonical ending. Yeah. You just, you just you fucking her. leave her behind. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that bitch. Who needs her? Vincent pushes her off like another. Yeah, enemy. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, like, this was a very short game. Yeah, I was. I was very surprised how short it was. Yeah, you just like you go through the the eight nights or eight days, whatever, and that's it. You know, so <laughs> short I, and sweet for what it it's is. It's weird because it was like coming off of playing what I never finished persona five, but playing what I did, 
it, it was very strange coming from that game, which is like a hundred hours to this one, which is eight if you're good. It was it was very yeah. jarring. Yeah, I mean Atlas is kind of everywhere, but they're I wouldn't say they're my favorite game developer right now, but they they're pretty good with uh, their mm-hmm. stories. Speaking of of Atlas, the one thing I did kind of want to mention is like I was very surprised to hear you say like this game is I guess niche cuz for me this game always felt like um like the game that kind of brought Atlas to what it was or what it is, you know? Like that's true. The way I thought about it is like Catherine is Atlas's oblivion and Persona 5 is its Skyrim. You know what I mean? Catherine Catherine was that first stepping stone to make like without Catherine, Joker would not be in Super Smash Bros. is the way I think about it. And yeah, you could think that, but they've been developing since like 1980s. They got like Persona, they got Shin Megami Tensei, and then Persona all the way up to Persona 3, I think, is around when it, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying like, like Atlas had no staying power in gaming, but I just feel like until Catherine came along, like Atlas was, like Atlas was very niche. I'd never heard of Shin Megami Tensei or Persona. I'd heard of Catherine though. Have you heard of anyone else other than me talk to Catherine about it with you? Yes, actually, I have. Seriously, like, Who? yeah, I remember. Well, you don't have to tell me, but I remember when Catherine came out. Like, seriously? Yeah, I do. Damn. Like, for me, Catherine, like Catherine, has always been the first game that brought Atlas into like mainstream gaming, and then Persona Five like really skyrocketed it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, can you tell that uh, Atlas made Persona 5 on Catherine's engine? Yes. It looks exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. It's that's, very jarring. That's their engine right now. <laughs> it's a good engine. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks good for what it is. I mean, it was made in, what, 2008, I think? Uh, Something like that. I don't think it was that early in the Xbox 360's life cycle, was it? I'm pretty sure it it might be 2009. No, here. Catherine uh, came out in 2011. Oh, seriously? I'm way out. Yeah, from... I was going to say, because, I mean, the Xbox 360 came out in, like, what, 06? And yeah. Catherine was definitely not that early in its life cycle. I, I think I know. Uh, Vincent makes a cameo in Persona 3 Portable. But, oh, okay. Um, so, so I was thinking Persona 3 and Persona 3 came out. 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Portable came out way later, so yeah, that's my bet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all in all, I mean, short game, short episode. I don't really have much else to talk about. Yeah, that's about all I've got. Overall, I think the game is fine. It's not my kind of game, but I can. I think I can appreciate why you like it as much as you do. Yeah, and even now, like, I, I'm i not, like, a fanboy like I used to be. I used to love this game, like, 3,000-fold. I still haven't played Full Body, mm-hmm. which is the remake, kind of. Um, but it's it's sitting in my, uh, in, in my downloads, so <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. 
Should we get to our listener question, Declan? Oh my god, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> okay. So we have a listener question this week. Um, I'm gonna save who it's for till the very end uh, to see if you can infer who it's from. Uh, the email reads, "Hey there, first time, long time. I assume they mean first time question asker, long time listener. So thank you." Uh, <laughs> it says, "I've been mostly drunk off my ass lately." But when I've been traveling the universe, I've never found a better podcast than yours, and I'm looking for some advice. Thank you. If you were a handsome yet down-on-his-luck hero, rocking a godlike dad bod and looking to bounce back from a tough beat, what video game would you recommend for some friends while they ripped some beers, and why? Sincerely, Thor, son of Odin. <laughs> well, thank you, Thor, for your <laughs> listener question to our, our podcast. <laughs> I was... Declan and I were talking the other day, and Declan was like, who do you think this is from? And I was like, I don't know, but I also don't want to find out, because I like the idea of having Thor being, like, a recurring character on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thor, if you have any more questions, please send them in. Uh, oh, and he also got the Nintendo seal of approval. What is that, four for four or three for three? Three for three. Three for three. We are three for three, people. You guys are killing it. We need more um, Nintendo seals of approvals before we get a cease and desist. <laughs> uh, probably when we, or if we start making money on the podcast. Yeah. The moment we make our first dollar is the moment we get a letter in the mail. Yeah, from Nintendo. They're like, <laughs> hey, uh, can you actually stop that? <laughs> yeah, we'd like your first dollar, please, and every dollar after. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Anyway, do you, uh, what do you think? Because I actually, I actually have a pretty good answer. Okay, well, I assume Thor means, like, a newer game, but I've thought about it. I want to give it two sections. An older game, probably Halo. A oh, any yeah? Any kind of, yeah. A a oh, any man. Halo game, it's going to make you laugh and have fun. Dude, uh, hop on that Halo Reach. Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Forge mode. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that that would be an amazing game for uh, that kind of occasion. But uh, for a newer one, I'd say uh, Guilty Gear Strive. It's a fighting game I've been playing recently, <laughs> and uh, it is it is very fun. You've um, been talking a lot about Guilty Gear. It's it's so fun, dude. <laughs> and the soundtrack rips. That's a game we're gonna have to cover eventually. Oh yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, my first thought was like a lot of like, um, like Nintendo games, uh, specifically like Mario Kart, Mario Party. Uh, I mean any Mario sports game. Basically, just all of like the Mario like party style games. You know, like those are always right. a ton of fun to just like play with your friends. But then, I had a thought, Declan, and this is actually okay. where I'm going to reveal the next game we're going to cover. Oh, my God. So, okay. one of my favorite games from when I was a kid is a co-op game. It's a four-player co-op game. It is developed by Behemoth. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, you know no, what we're no. going to play next, Declan? 
you and me <laughs> on the same couch. We're going to play Castle Crashers, my guy. <laughs> We're going to play yes. some motherfucking Castle Crashers. You want a game awesome. to play with your friends and just have a shit ton of fun, whether you're just absolutely fucked up or not, play some fucking Castle <laughs> Crashers because this game kicks ass. This game is so it, fucking good. In, in lieu of Thor, we need to rip some beers. <laughs> I'm not old enough to rip some beers, so as far as the listeners con- are concerned, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. But, uh, okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, I remember we played Castle Crashers a long time ago. Oh, I haven't yeah. exactly revisited. Well, I mean, we did for like a couple we levels, it maybe. briefly a while ago, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. And we're gonna we're gonna play it together. We're gonna play the co-op. This is gonna be our first our first co-op game on the show. Awesome. So I can't wait. Actually, not only did you send in a great question, you inspired me for the next game in the show. So congratulations. Wahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Waluigi's not in Castle Crashers. too bad but yeah i'm excited because i fucking love this game me too all right well i i do believe that's the end of our show yep now we got shit to plug dude let's see do. so if you want to be awesome like thor um please send in a listener question at call a save point podcast at gmail.com um and uh we we post updates and uh when when the show drops and just like anything really on uh, our twitter at call a save point and uh yeah that's that's us that's all i believe yeah that's the end of our show everybody just make make sure to drop a follow listen please and send it a question yeah for sure bye everybody Bye-bye. i love you <laughs> i love you <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.